Hello, happy Friday. I am Steph Lee. I am the founder of Host Agency Reviews. And today I am going to be answering your questions for our Friday 15. This is your first time. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time, we go ahead and answer your industry questions. If you have any, you can go ahead and submit them at hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday15. Or if you're on YouTube, you can drop them in the comments and we will use them for future shows. So let's take a look at, um, let me pull up the questions for this week. And while we're waiting, if you like the Friday 15, make sure to go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel or subscribe to the podcast so you never miss another episode. Today's first question, is there any way to track cruise ships on the cruise lines websites? Great question. There are not any that I'm aware of on the cruise lines website, um, but there is, we do have like a cruise ship tracker tool that we use here at HAR. Let me, um, I'm going to pull up. So what I'm doing is I'm just going to host agency reviews and I am typing in the search bar cruise ship tracker and that will pull up our cruise ship tracker. It's in an article. And so what you can see here is so sometimes you'll come on and it will be searching all the types of ship, which means there's a lot of different ships floating around. Um, you can go ahead and just select the passenger vessels, which are the cruise ships. And because we're in the middle of this fancy dancy pandemic that we all love, all the cruise ships mostly are at port. But I happen to know that the Quantum, um, Royal Caribbean's Quantum of the Seas, oops, see. Quantum of the Seas is um, out of Singapore, they're sailing. And so you can see here, if you if you click on vessel detail, vessel details, it'll give you more information on it, it'll show you um, where it's been where it's going. Um, so there's a there's a lot of information here. Now, what you're probably wondering is, well, what you might be wondering, I should say, is why would someone want a cruise ship tracking website? And the the reason is, is that like if you have, say, a nervous client that or a client who has nervous family members, maybe it's an older client or it's a younger client and there's a hurricane in the air and they just the family wants to be able to watch what's going on. You can send them over this link um, and they can go ahead and watch it. The other thing is maybe just in general for you as a travel advisor, you want to during hurricane season, kind of see where the ships are going and if they're going off their route, do the hurricane, different things like that. Another great option for why you would want a cruise ship tracker and on our article, so at the very bottom of it, like we kind of walk you through how to use it to its full potential. Um, there is a mobile version available to those of you that are super marine enthusiasts and love to follow vessels. I think it's about $5. Um, it's for Android and um, Apple. And then the we also give an embed code to have this on your website. So as a travel advisor, maybe the reason you wanna have it on your website is you wanna be able to, again, if someone is an older or a younger client, send it to their family to allow them to track it. Or if you're writing an article for your blog post, maybe you did a cruise ship inspection 
and you want to, for that particular ship, also do an embed that shows where that particular ship is right now. Um, that's something that you can do. You can pick out individual ships and do tracking. So that's kind of some fun ways to use it. Um, we will go ahead and put the link to the cruise ship tracking um, article in the comments, as well as in the description of the episode. So um, let's move on to our next question. Let me shrink this. Our next question is from Carolyn. She says, hello, Har team. And the one question I can't quite figure out, and this could be due to my IT consulting background, is how credit card information is stored safely for clients. Due to all the issues around credit card security, PCI compliance, et cetera, how do travel agencies ensure clients' information and credit card details are secure? She actually has more to her um, question, but I'm going to answer this first. So the first thing is, what is PCI compliance? For those that aren't aware of it, um, I couldn't remember for the life of me what PCI looked, stood for, so I looked it up before this, and it's payment card industry. Um, so essentially, the payment card industry, like all the big credit card companies, they came up with these security standards for the data, meaning like you obviously don't want these credit cards floating around for anyone and everyone to have access to. Bad idea. So they came up with these PCI compliance, and we'll put a link to um, some tips for PCI compliance in there. But they have things like, you know, you need to have a firewall. You need to make sure you change out your passwords. Um, there's a lot of things and you are not, a, as a travel advisor, you are not like a tech person. Carolyn is, she has a background in it, but most of us are not. And so um, you do not need to do a lot of the heavy lifting on this, which is nice. So what happens with a lot of travel advisors is they're using a third party software to store their credit card information. And it's that third party software that is PCI compliant. So for instance, we have our CRM system. So say you use maybe TESS or you use TravelJoy or ClientBase. All three of those are PCI compliant. And that means that, so for Carolyn, um, she also in her question says, for my research and understanding, a credit card details are shared over the phone or by email. Um, and that is true. So a lot of travel advisors, when they're taking the credit card information, oftentimes they'll do it over the phone and or they'll have it already in their CRM system. So there's kind of two routes here. If you have it in your CRM system, it's really nice because you don't have to ask your client every single time. Part of the PCI compliance is it doesn't store the last three digits of the credit card number in there. So you do have to ask for that. But they'll go ahead and pull that information when they're doing the final payment or the, um, the deposit. The other option that a travel advisor can do is they can go to the supplier's website as they're on the phone with the client and gathering this information, type it in right there and run their credit card through the PCI compliant um, supplier. So the other question that, let's see, that Carolyn has is from, okay, so a credit card authorization can be requested as well. And yes, that's very true. So we do have a credit card authorization. If you don't have one, it's a great idea to protect yourself. Um, it's just, it's not going to guarantee that if you get a chargeback, you'll win the case, but it's one piece of the puzzle. 
If you do not have a credit card authorization form, we will link to our travel agent forms article, which has an authorization form in there. Uh, let's see. So the agent then charges the card once items are agreed to. Does this ever cause confusion on a client's credit card statement when an odd company is shown on their bill? No, uh, it typically does not because number one, it's a really large, vacations are not cheap. And so it's a large ticket item. So it's not like when I buy like, you know, um, the backs to my earrings for $6 and I'm like, where in the world is this coming from? And don't remember from an online retailer, you definitely are gonna remember when you spent $2,000 or $4,000. So the other thing along with it being a big ticket item is they've been working with you for weeks or months to come up with this plan. And so they're familiar at this point with the cruise line that you're sending them on or the tour operator that you're working with. So they'll be familiar with Delta vacations or, you know, crew, excuse me, carnival cruise lines or whoever you're booking through at that point in time. Um, and then we have, let's see, there's one last question from Carolyn and she says, would you say the main credit card experience is to have the client provide via email or phone and then the travel agent books items for them using their details? Does this apply to all items such as hotels, flights, tours, and car rentals? Yes. Um, yes, Carolyn, that is typically the way it works. Um, sometimes, sometimes the travel advisor may put the, may use their credit card if they're doing an FIT or a kind of a custom trip. If they have 17 different vendors they're using, they might use their credit card on all of those, which has some dangers with it if you're using your credit card. Um, and then charge the client just one lump sum for everything under the travel agency name, just to make it a little easier, um, a better user experience for the client. So, but Carolyn, that was a great question. And it gave me a really good idea because what we don't have on our travel agent forms article is one to collect credit card information. And again, we are not PCI compliant as host agency reviews, but the form, the third party software we use, JotForm is. So we'll go ahead and create a um, credit card form where your client can input it. It will stay in JotForm. So if you don't have a CRM, you'll still be able to have that credit card information securely stored. Um, so yeah, thanks for the great idea, Carolyn. All right, let's see. And our last question of the day comes from Ronnie. So Ronnie says, hi, I am looking at some courses offered before I choose a host agency. I have been looking at the Travel Institute's Trip Kit course and also at ASTA's Roadmap to Becoming a Travel Advisor. I can't seem to find much info on the ASTA course. Is there one that would be better for just starting out? Thank you. Ronnie, I laugh because I wrote the uh, Roadmap to Becoming a Travel Advisor course. Um, and so naturally I'm very biased and, and think, well, I know for sure that that's an amazing course to take. Um, and the reason, oops, alarm going off. Um, the reason that that course isn't uh, well publicized right now is because I just finished it up in January and ASTA is just starting to promote it right now. So that's the reason why you haven't seen a lot of it. It is an incredibly comprehensive course. Um, 
We, we have videos that have agents that are a cruise agent, a GDS or a corporate agent, um, and one that's booking just a tour operator, like a regular vacation package. They all show you exactly how they're booking and kind of walk you through it. So there's videos on that. Um, there's the 240 page course where I talk about, we talk about everything from the different players in the travel industry. So you can understand how all the pieces connect to, we talk about tips for actually when you're making bookings or you're doing sales, things that'll ensure that as a new advisor, that your client and you are going to have the best experience possible. So it's a fabulous course. I would highly recommend it. And for our HAR listeners, we have a special code um, that is HAR99, H-A-R-99. Normally, the course is $299. And with the HAR code, it brings it down to $99, which, I, I mean, it's a fantastic deal for the amount of information you're getting. And if you found the resources HAR is giving through our blogs and Friday 15 really valuable, I, I guarantee it. I feel very comfortable that you'll find the course um, pretty fantastic for what you're looking for. Well, that is about all kiddos. Oh my gosh, I'm actually under 15 minutes, which has never happened. So I've got to wrap this up. Um, so thank you so much for joining us for our Friday 15. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Central, Central Time, we'll be answering your industry questions. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful weekend. And again, if you liked what you saw here today, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or to our YouTube channel, and we will see you next week. Thank you. Have a great weekend.